1: Welcome to Are You Having a Draft? My name is Bradley James and this is a podcast about a fantasy football league my friends and I started many moons ago until one day my mate Marcus decided we should do a podcast about it. It's basically become an audio diary about how bad we all are at fantasy football. Anyway, let's get on with it, shall we? So later on in this episode, we will be revealing the results, the group stages of the Ahad Cup, the inaugural Ahad Cup. But there's only one place to start, Marcus. Oh, where's that, Bradley? <laughs> Last time round, you and I discussed trades. And we were very specific when it came to the tactics of those at the top, specifically Daniel Mantle philip cairns we had mentioned that daniel mantle would probably be pleased if everything stayed as it were and he could just coast casually we mentioned that on phil's part he should probably start to think about making an aggressive maneuver to try and position himself better in that tilt for the title guess what's happened marcus i'm going to pretend i don't know <laughs> i don't know bradley what what happened well philip cairns has made that move and I am very pleased for him from a neutral standpoint. As a person in the league, I'm a little bit wrangled by it because... I was going to say, is that like Martin Tyler being neutral when he goes to Man United? Exactly. I am Martin <laughs> Tyler for Manchester United just conceding a goal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mr. I support Morecambe or whoever actually supports. Bollocks, mate. <laughs> yeah, Manchester United. Martin... <laughs> We've got your number, mate. Anyway, Phil has managed to get himself Richarlison, the Everton striker, in a trade with Peter Everill. Now, on the face of it, both of them benefit from this trade. However, Peter has sold himself very short. Let's break it down and maybe we yeah. can discuss. Put it- Here are the details of the trade. Phil has given up his second and third picks for next season. Got it. So he'll be able to hold on to his first pick, which is Harry Kane. In his second pick position, he has Gareth Bale. If he wanted to hold on to Gareth Bale next season, he would have to get rid of Harry Kane. He's not going to do that. So he holds on to Harry Kane. He gets rid of Gareth Bale. Nicholas Pepe in his third pick, who would go into his second pick. Now, Pepe isn't worth your 16th pick. Pepe, the most expensive flop the Premier League has ever witnessed. We are talking, I think, the worst purchase, certainly in Arsenal history, potentially in Premier League history. £72 million. That's an obscene amount of money. For Nick Pepe. He didn't set the price. It's not his fault. But he, I'm sure, is fully aware that the standard he provides is not worth £72 million. His agent's probably living on some secluded island that he bought from the 10%. He must have the best agent on the planet. A hundred percent. Anyway, needless to say, Phil won't be holding on to Nicolas Pepe. His fourth pick who would move to his third next season is Sheffield United goalkeeper Aaron Ramsdale. Phil's not really giving anything away by letting go (laughs) Of Aaron Ramsdale at pick three. So Phil has given away two picks he was going to do nothing with. He's taken Richarlison on board at pick 16. Richarlison is firing on many cylinders. The
0: reason I say many cylinders is because I think he's not quite full cylinders yet. He's got more to offer this
1: season. What he's done, Marcus, is he's gotten rid of his worst striker, a guy called Michu Batshuayi, who isn't playing and is in his 16th pick, his last pick. He replaces him with Richarlison, who is a young striker Hungry, ravenous. Probably gets you about 150 points a season. And Phil has put him in at 16, or more specifically, Pete has allowed Phil to put Richarlison in at pick 16 for only a second and third round pick. Pete's pants couldn't be wrapped any firmer around his ankles right now because Phil has done a number on him.
0: Which is ironic because every time somebody does a
1: trade, Pete puts that gif up of Ned Flanders having
0: his pants pulled
1: down. That's correct. Of all the trades that have ever happened, no one has ever been shafted <laughs> Pete has been shafted by Phil. But also the best thing about it, drama-wise, because I love a bit of
0: drama, is yeah. that we were chatting about it on when we recorded the podcast and we were saying... Yeah. And literally within two or three hours, the trade went through and it all kicked off. I mean, if that had happened when we were recording, if we decided to record a little bit later or whatever, we would have seen it come through and it would have really
1: kicked off. The reactions people would have had to listen to.
0: Your reaction, mainly. I thought you were going to
1: drive around to one of their houses and physically knock the door down and take them out. Well, I can't say anything bad against Phil in this equation because essentially he's just seen an opportunity and he's taken it. Yeah. Let's put this into context. Pete has given away probably his best asset or certainly one of them, given away very cheaply. And it means that next season, his first five picks will all be within the first three rounds. So you'd say, okay, he's going to have a better team next season. Great. What he hasn't then put into that equation is that Phil will still have... Harry Kane, he'll still have Richarlison for years to come, and he'll still have a lot of the players who have got him towards the top of the table. So he's not really had a dent in his team. If anything, Pete's improved it, not just this season, but in future seasons. So Pete has got to compete with Phil. He could have taken Phil out of the game a lot more for next season in a season that Pete is focusing on, but he's not done that. What Pete also has to compete with now is that everyone has seen that as too cheap a deal. And anyone doing a deal in the future who wants to get draft picks for next season will get a better deal than Pete has done. So Pete then has to compete with those guys who also trade their assets and get better value. In the long run, this is a learning lesson for all of us. It's Pete who's had to learn it, and I still think he'll have a good season next season, but I don't think he's tactically been as savvy as he could have been. I do like the trade, however. I like it because it opens the market up. I like it because it now puts the ball in Mantle's court. We've already seen Yare fall away. Yare was standing still. He's done nothing. He slid down the table. All this ruthless aggression, nothing. He can't claim to have that anymore. He has revealed himself to be someone who is happy with being average.
0: I love it. It would be great if there was an opportunity, I don't know, say like tonight, that Mantle and Yare could, I don't know, come and defend themselves or come and chat about it. We shall see whether they deign to join us or not.
1: Let's see if they do present themselves for the Ahad Cup draw. Another way to defend themselves, Marcus, would be through their actions, would you agree? Actions, Bradley? Speak louder than words. So what would your actions be in this scenario? I would
0: go through the team, see who's got a banging midfielder that plays up front, see what I could offer them
1: to bump my team up. The other reason why that deal is so good for Phil is because he's got Richarlison for 20-odd game weeks of the season. Yeah, yeah. Pete should have got at least two more picks out of him. Or a player. He could have got a player as well. I'm not sure Phil is in a position to give up any players because he is very directly challenging for the title. So I think it would have had to have just been draft picks. Players aren't pretty much used to Pete this year. Draft picks are, and he could have got, well, he should have got more for what he gave away. Even if he'd have been patient and waited till later on in the season, he would have got a better deal. Now, the other thing that happened is Pete didn't shop around with his asset, he just went. Okay, I'll do that deal. He didn't go to Aldi, Lidl, Morrison's, ASDA, Tesco,
0: Sainsbury's, Marks and Spencers, and Waitrose. I think this is a lesson to other people about how to get involved with it. Because, like I said on the last time, you know, when I, would, I mentioned Phil and Phil was like, "No, it's really simple." There's still things that I'm kind of getting my head around with this new format. I like an example. I like to see it. I like. I like to. I like yeah. to see it or do it. If somebody, somebody could talk to me and talk to me and talk to me about something, like a game of cards or something i still couldn't fucking play it but the minute that i've played a game i'm like oh i get it now do you know what i mean and that's what that's what this is like for me
1: i think yeah well that's the problem is that's the problem that some drafters have they are waiting for those examples yeah waited he's fallen down the table hasn't done anything he's waiting for that example the drafters out there Who are making moves and trial and error learning through those moves they're the ones gaining the advantage because by the time everyone has witnessed these examples Mm. everyone is going to be after the same deals whereas at the moment there is an element of luck an element of risk and someone's going to take advantage of it that's what's happened here with phil he's taken advantage rather than admittedly everyone's going to take the deal that pete's offered because it's such a cheap deal i mean crikey but that's a learning lesson that everyone else will now have to pay for because no one else is going to make a trade as cheap as Pete's giving away one of his players. So, fortune favours the bold, Marcus. Easy for you to say. Fortune- fortune, that wasn't the third time I tried to say that. <laughs> fortune flavors the bold.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I feel like this is good because the drafters are tuning into this to just get even more clarity on how these trades work. And also, it's good for everyone else as well, because the usual fantasy football yeah fine we've talked about that before a draft excellent but if you want to take it that one level further and don't get me wrong listeners when you take it one level further the complexity and the rules (laughs) they go further too if you have a draft and you want to take
1: it to the next level of of the legacy league be prepared i think is absolutely one we've already seen what happens when you stand still cerebral assassins and yare happens when you stand still You slide. You fall. Third position. He's now in 10th in a matter of a couple of game weeks. The ball is now in the court of Daniel Mantle. Will he stand still or will... Fortune flavours the ball, as we all know.
0: (laughs) 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 Merry Christmas, everyone.
1: Marcus, I've had a tweet through, which I quite like the look of. Talk to me badly. It's from Sophie Hewlett. She says, my brother overtook his friend in fantasy football and has been extremely humble about it. She sent me a picture of this league table. I like his team name straight off the bat. It's Netflix and Chilwell. Oh, I like it. And what he's then gone and done is he sent his pal (laughs) 35 quids worth of white roses. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> With a gift card that says, Dear John, so sorry to hear about your recent loss. I sincerely wish you my heartfelt sympathy. I hope 2021 brings you better luck for your fantasy football. <laughs> Lots of love, the fantasy football king. Hashtag top at Christmas. <laughs> that is excellent. That is that a is touch a- of class. What he's then done is he <laughs> sent John a picture of the Titanic. It's got uh, John's team name and John's name on the side going down with the (laughs) Titanic. I feel like we could probably do that with Yare at the moment. There's then a host of other pictures where he's basically taken famous films and put in John who has fallen behind. Oh no, no, the bottom on my screen is bottom right. Is that Meg Ryan? (laughs) It's Meg Ryan enjoying herself thoroughly. As Sophie's brother has gone to the top of the league, that is Meg Ryan's reaction to Sophie's brother's success. I love it. I love. I love it essentially because it's probably what we should be doing. The love- amount of
0: money Phil's spending on fines already—I don't think he could afford the roses. Yeah, that, <laughs> that,
1: that is a very fair point. I yeah. can afford fucking roses, mate. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> That's you told, Marcus. I told yeah, I've Marcus. got nothing to say. So do you know, you're, you're going for your you, next birthday, Marcus. Do
0: you know what my colleague, she told me that, and you probably all know this, but Netflix and chill basically means sex.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You did know that. So yeah.
0: Netflix and chill, well, it's kind of like sex and chill, well. <laughs>
1: All right, Marcus, it is time to reveal what has happened in the Ahad Cup, the inaugural Ahad Cup. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. You don't don't know what happened
0: to your team yet, do you, mate? Oh, no, sorry. I'll pretend. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Let's go with that then, Bradley. Let's go. Give it to me again. Give it to me again.
1: (laughs) Well, drafters, we are here. We have reached completion of the group stages of the inaugural Ahad Cup. I tell you one man who's excited to find out who has progressed to the quarterfinals, it is Marcus Ellard. Oh, I can't wait. You know, I've been working so hard on the cup, really been going for it. And I've
0: also been, keep away from the table just for this moment, just for the yeah. suspense of finding out what happens to my team tonight in like, front of everyone.
1: It's like avoiding the scores before match of the day. Yeah, and I've been doing it since week one. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't you in for a treat? I can't wait. Let's bring the other drafters in and find out who has progressed to the quarterfinals.
0: Matthew
1: Melalou, manager of Malulu's FC, currently in seventh place. Phil Cairns, Change Name FC, and second, currently.
0: Nicholas Morgan, manager of Supermarket Sweepers, currently third.
1: Peter Everall, manager of Evil FC, currently in fourteenth place. Andy O'Neill, manager of Lady Online FC, currently in eighth position. Merci, Alan. Yeah, Club Ride, right, Bed and Agegin, Penfegved, Aquila, The Table. Kitchen Crusaders FC, 15th at bottom of the table.
0: Marcus Ellard, manager
1: of Wedding Crashers FC, currently 5th in the table. Bradley James, manager of Liberators FC, currently 13th in the table. We have the pleasure of being joined by some of the drafters here this evening, those with the cojones to show up and represent themselves. I honour those who have shown their faces. We're also joined by you guys listening to this podcast. We are here to discuss the inaugural AHAD Cup. The group stage has been completed. The race for the Mason is heating up. And we are now going to reveal who has made it to the quarterfinals and who they will be facing off with in a best-of-three tie to reach the semifinals So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So let's get on with it. Where should we start? How about we put the teams at the bottom of their group? out of their misery. Brummett's last actions as a drafter were to draft a reserve Liverpool goalkeeper whose name no one can pronounce, which has resulted in Chike being unable to draft another Liverpool player and has led to him getting a fine for trying to do so. Also, he's managed to end his Ahad Cup campaign with a win, but still finish bottom of Group C. Commiserations, Matthew Brummett and Chike. There we are. Unlucky me. Next, we have Andy O'Neill, you were in the race till the very end, almost the last kick of the game in some ways. You could have finished runner-up in Group B, but instead you finished bottom. How <laughs> do you think you're going to be able to motivate your boys for the rest of the season after that? Fine margins. It comes down to a Wolves penalty being scored against Burnley was the difference between going through or not. Wow. So
0: maybe oh. uh, yeah, I need to purge my Burnley players. I
1: have in them.
0: That was in the 89th yeah. minute as well, wasn't it, Andy? Tell me about it. That was a clean sheet
1: thrown away. Yeah, Don't know, it's going to be an uphill struggle to motivate the lads. Last of lasts, and the only drafter not to win a cup match. We have, with a record of 0-4, Marcus Ellard. Marcus. Oh, Marcus. What would you like to say about that? don't think we need to dwell on it, do we? don't think there's any point. <laughs> to
0: be honest, it's something between me and the team. We've been focusing on the league this season, so... That's a spot of bad luck, isn't it? Yeah, it's <laughs> It's the first time I've seen you smile on this Zoom call when you found out that I'd lost all four of <laughs> them. Just... I mean, literally, I team, was mate. just waiting for my name to pop out then. You literally did check as well. For a guy who's currently fifth in the table... Not to win any cup
1: matches. Given Marcus a moment to commiserate as we move on, Uh, we're going to go to the other end of the groups uh, this time, to the group winners. Two drafters had played all their cup games before the final round of matches, knowing that they qualified and that if results went their way, they would win their group. We will start again with group C. James... Jammer Robinson, derided at the beginning of the competition, not here to celebrate and rub his group victory into the noses of those who did indeed deride him at the beginning of the season and his chances. Look who's laughing now. Heading into the tightly contested Group B, the man to come out on top for reasons that will become apparent later, he isn't here now. That was Neil Dutton. He won. He won Group B. And Group A's winner, Went undefeated in the so called group of death. Undefeated, I'll repeat that word. He's currently second in the league. And after the trade he's managed to pull off, he's now a clear favourite to do the double. It's Philip Cairns. It's fucking easy, mate. Easy this draft, if you're lacking, right? <laughs> well done,
0: Phil. Well, Very great, well
1: great done. Good Fucking hell. I had, to, I had a pure shite game week this week, and I still beat Yari by 12 points or something. <laughs>
0: which brings us very neatly on to the runners up in each group again very tightly contested as you'll be able to see so we'll go from c to a with only one loss to his name runner up in group c is Matthew Melelew. That last match against Nick, Salah came out and did the business. He did for Nick in that match what I wished he'd done for me at the end of last season.
1: Mo Salah is indeed your kryptonite. Not only Mo Salah, but the Mo Salah whisperer that is Nicholas Morgan. The runner-up of Group B, also
0: with only one loss to his name, Bradley James. Yeah,
1: that's right! Guess he's going through to the quarterfinals, boys!
0: With Group A. Not here, actually. Yare, Fume, runner-up of Group A. Did he come
1: second? I thought fucking Mantle
0: beat him. Also with only one loss. So all the runners-up only had one loss. How has he managed
1: to get that far with only one loss? Probably worth pointing out that Phil and Yare had equal records going into their final game. Either could have taken that group and Phil... As Yare likes to say, put some manners on Yare, a man who <laughs> is in denial over his team right now. Still, he has managed to qualify as runner up, Mark. Well done, Yare. Well done, Yare. Well, well, well done, Bradley. And well done, Matthew Melalew. We move on to the fourth placed teams, all losing their final games and finishing with one and three records. Just
0: for clarity, these are the fourth placed teams who have not
1: qualified. First up, Group C again, Mutlow, Daniel Mutlow. Ah, Group Boys supposedly the easiest group. And we've mentioned Brummett before. The two of them felt very happy with their draw at the start of the season. Mm. And they have finished as the bottom two in the group, Group C. Group B. We had a wonderful moment the other night. As Pete let everyone know that he had a significant lead in his final game against Meds going into Monday night's two remaining fixtures. Only for Meds to turn things around and send pete crashing out of the cup there was a seven to one point lead that pete had at one stage and meds pulled it back that marcus is the magic of the cup the magic of the cup that i have not experienced one shot pete after your (laughs) uh, announcement do you feel like you are someone who can relate to tim sherwood (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Genuinely, that is a privilege to be a part of the most magical thing to happen in our cup in the history of the draft. <laughs> that's not the most magical thing that's happened. It is. No, I wasn't. I, I won fucking four, game, four games uh, I get in the group of death. That's more, much more magical than you getting battered off meds. But it's good that <laughs> meds did <laughs> trying to find well the- a there. Not sure. You'll find too many. In Group A, ladies and gentlemen, and I am not surprised that this man has not shown his face. The cowardice. The shame. He's also at work, so we'll let him off. The embarrassment. A certain degree. In Group A, a giant has been slayed. (laughs) Daniel Mantle, top of the league, top of the all-time table, top of Andy O'Neill's Christmas card list, is out of the (laughs) cup. Andy, would you like to say a few words on behalf of Daniel Mantle's cut season?
0: I'm not sure we should carry on with this cup. It sounds like a farce to me. All the best ones have already gotten out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, I'm so glad that I get to say this one because this one is full of drama and you'll see why. The third place teams all won two and lost two. Wow. So the third place team in Group C was Nicholas Morgan. The third place team in Group B was Meda Llewellyn. The third place team in Group A was Jonathan Wolfe, meaning that it comes down to points difference, and only <laughs> two of the aforementioned three teams will qualify for the next round.
1: I'd love it if Meds doesn't qualify. <laughs> <laughs> so let's give some... right, Keegan. Um, let's give you some context. Each of those drafters who finished on a record of two and two and finished third in their group, they all won their final group game to get themselves oh. in the position. And now we're going to still lose one of them as only the best two third-place finishers qualify for the quarterfinals.
0: Just to repeat that, only the best two qualify.
1: So we shall reveal which two of those third-place finishers have indeed qualified for the quarterfinals in no particular order. The first name through is Nick.
0: Hold on, Nick. Drop. He's happy. His celebration.
1: This being a, an audio format, he's not gone for any <laughs> vocal response. He's gone for a fist pump in celebration. Thank you very much, gentlemen. <laughs> 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 thank you Nick storming performance in your final game you are the bogey side for Matthew Melalou. once again in the way that Phil has done to Yare you placed the manners on Melalou and scraped your way into the quarterfinals
0: very much so and whoever gave me Yeri Mina thank you very much 11 points oh
1: god that wasn't me was it sounds like something I'd do was that you Phil well I didn't really give them to you I got rid of them a bit three weeks ago mate didn't need him don't need him don't need him mate it's fine yeah Easy. i final, mate. Which leads us on to the final drafter to reach the quarterfinals. We heard before, alongside with Nick, there was Meds and Wolf who finished third in their groups. It's one of those two names. The name of the drafter to qualify is... It's
0: Meds! Yes, yes, Yes. Yes.
1: I'm chaffed. Not bad, but he's dead in the table, am I? Yes, Yes. congratulations. You managed to do it in the the final fixture of the weekend, Chelsea, when they played West Ham, and you managed to get enough points to have an amazing comeback victory against Pete. It's also meant that you finished on a record of two and two. Essentially, it was between you, Nick, and Wolf. Wolf's minus 22 wasn't enough to see him in that group.
0: To the seeding. I will explain how the seedings of the proceedings will work. (laughs) (laughs) Seeds one to three are our group winners. Seeds four to six are our second places. And seed seven and eight are two
1: of our third places. The quarterfinals are determined on a seeding, as Marcus has just explained how the seeding has been organized. We will now reveal the matchups for the quarterfinals. Quarterfinal number one sees seed number one, which is Philip Cairns, will play seed
0: number eight, Metz Llewellyn. Ooh, Ooh, fucking tough, mate. <laughs> yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. The, the, the Celtic War.
1: Change name, taking on the Kitchen Crusaders. We move on to the next quarterfinal. Seed number two, James Jammer Robinson will play Seed number seven,
0: Nicholas Morgan.
1: He's All happy right. with that
0: one. Yeah, that's happy okay.
1: That one. Nice one. Good Nick. Good. Jolly good. The narrow boat lock union taking on the supermarket sweepers. Moving on to quarterfinal number three. Seed number three, Neil Dutton. will play seed number six. Bradley James. Ooh. <laughs> And therein lies the reason why Dutton daren't show his face tonight. Because I wouldn't want to show my face if I was up against me. Dutton, you're going down. Not on it's this ve- season's current form.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey. hey! Hey! Oh! That's <laughs> Put that Not in your bad. pipe and
1: smoke it. Yeah, James. It's only fair. It's only fair. <laughs> I, I love all these squabbles as well. The three people involved in that bit of chat Neil Dutton in 12th, me in 13th, meds in 15th. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, higher up the table, deemed it worth a comment. Just oh, sorry for us down there. I was going to use the tallest
0: dwarf analogy, but I thought that'd be a bit unfound.
1: <laughs> 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 Moving on to the fourth and final quarter-final fixture, we have seed number four, Yare Jegba Fume. Oh. we will play seed number five, Matthew Melilu. Yeah. And those, those assassins can... are going down. They're done. That's the magic of the cup, my friend. Did, did he has a better points point difference than the Malulus. He had a forty-six plus points difference. The Malulus only had sixteen. Woo! Um, wow! Amazing. You didn't have Marcus in your group, who acted as whipping boys for everyone in that group. <laughs> and I had an excellent minus sixty-nine. That sounds like a very Merry Christmas. Gentlemen, (laughs) (laughs) gentlemen, thank you so much for your time this evening. Really appreciate it. And especially to those who haven't made it to to the quarterfinals for sticking through with us. Massively appreciate your time. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All the best of luck for the quarterfinals. And in the meantime, wish you a very Merry Christmas.
0: Oh, Bradley, I'm not going to lie. Don't lie, mate. let be honest. That was disappointing to find out that I was rock bottom of the uh, group. <laughs> the group stage. In fact, no, not just rock bottom of the group stage. Rock bottom of the entire Ahad Cup the from week one to now.
1: You are the only drafter to not win an Ahad Cup game. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. But this is the thing about the cup, right?
0: You, you mentioned the magic of the cup earlier. Maybe we could coin a phrase here. Maybe it's the tragic of the cup, because I'm doing quite well in the league. All mm. it takes is for one of those other teams to
1: have a lucky week. That's all it takes. And it's scuppered my whole chances. It's the magic of the cup. It provides upsets. You've got to have a cup mentality. <laughs> Say Every single match. Is a cup final, Marcus? That is the mentality to have. Well, my boys just didn't have it this season. Next season, Marcus, there's always another chance. Maybe not to win the inaugural A Cup but you could become the second person to win the Ahad
0: Cup. I could be the first person to win the league and then in the next season win the cup. I like that ambition. That's what I'm going for. But the rest of the boys seemed happy with that. I think Pete was pretty
1: annoyed to be there. But other than that, they all seemed like it was that they were quite excited for the next round. Well, we commend Pete for showing up to face the results of the Ahad Cup, despite them not going his way. Other drafters just weren't brave enough to face the music. And that shame will live on within them for many years to come. Let's have a moment of silence for the death of their dignity and honour. We thank you. We would like to say a thank you to Jose Palmer for the photography this season. Thank you, Jose. Some splendid work. And whilst we're there, we'll also say thank you to Kate Bellamy for the initial design at kate.made.this. Jose Palmer, by the way, he is at the Mr. Palmer. And for the next podcast, I'll find out what his actual photography Instagram is.
0: And as always, we'd like to thank CJ Pandit for all
1: of our music. CJ, shoulda want coulda want shoulda put a Double jeune on that one. I went Eminem. My name is. My name is. <laughs> my name is. <laughs> and we also say big thank you to Matthew Melalou for a lot of the artwork and content that you see on social media. Thank you, Matthew. And last but
0: not least, as always, we'd like to say thank you to our friends and hosts over at
1: ACAST. ACAST, guys, thank you so much. Well, that is a cup update. I have no idea if this reaches you before or after Christmas. If it reaches you before, we'd like to wish you a Merry Draftmas. And wish everybody a Happy New Year. What a shame it will be to say goodbye to 2020. Oh, I'm really going to miss 2020. Oh, 2020. So,
0: Bradley, until next year, draft safe. Netflix and Joe Will, it's kind of like sex and (laughs) Joe (laughs) Will.